You're listening to the Laugh Button Podcast on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Laugh Button Podcast. I'm Mark Seaman. He is Matt Kleinschmidt, and uh, together uh, we form Voltron. No, together we're sitting next to each other currently, right now. If you say so. If you um, say so. Were you a big Voltron guy? I was. I was. A big, I was I was. A big Voltron well, there was guy a couple too. different Voltrons. There was like the was it the seven different lions or the nine different lions, and there was also right. the uh, thirty-two cars or something like that. Yeah, you remember the car version? Yeah, the car. I don't. Was the car version actually called Voltron, or was it like I'm just not some like? Sure. Not, was it like the GoBots to Transformers? Ah, uh, the GoBots. Can you name one GoBot? No, I just remember the song. The GoBots, yeah, the GoBots. I remember the song too, and I had a bunch of the GoBots because they were not as expensive as the Transformers. Yeah. And uh, you know, kudos to my parents for trying because they did. Um, but we couldn't afford the Transformers, so they got me the GoBots, and I was like the weird kid who had not the Transformers. <laughs> and I had to explain to everybody, no, you don't get it. It's the GoBots. They're just as cool. They also have a show on TV. And they were like, GoBots doesn't start with a T. Get out of my face. Yeah, they, as um, they should have, dude, as they should have. But the GoBots, man, they had that chick uh, who was a black car, and she would punch the ground, and it would make cracks in the Wasn't earth. Wasn't that sound wave from the Transformers? Look, man. <laughs> I'm just I'm saying. not saying the GoBots. You just described sound wave. <laughs> I understand that. But the girl from the GoBots also did that. And uh, look, that's just, that's just another just, takeaway. The GoBots I'm just suck. saying you are wrong. All right, that's here we go. Uh, GoBots. Wow, I didn't know they were a Tonka toy. Who knew? Tonka toy, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 1983 to 1987, they were produced. Uh, similar actually, to the that's Transformers. It's actually, actually like like six years longer than I thought it was. Yeah. It's uh, Anyway, here we go. Uh, main characters. Uh, no, whatever. We don't have to talk about the GoBots. <laughs> Let's not get into it because yeah. we have comedy to talk about. And we have a very special guest joining us. And he goes by the name Andrew Santino. He also plays him in real life. Cool dude. Um, we got to like officially hang out with him and meet him down at South by Southwest this uh, past year. And, uh, you know, we celebrated the release of his half hour and his album. And we found out he's got a new special coming to Showtime. And he's going to be on a new show starring uh, or executive produced by Jim Carrey. With Called him Dying Up Here. Yeah, Dying Up Here, which is based on a book. And that's coming to Showtime at some point. And uh, a lot of other great people are going to be on that show, and he'll tell you all about it uh, when we hang out with him for the interview here on the podcast. And uh, he's just a cool dude, funny dude. He was down there taping his segment for uh, Showtime South by Southwest Comedy, hosted by Natasha Legero, and uh, he crushed it, man. He's one of those guys that's, uh, A, automatically funny, has a great, like, happy-go-lucky kind of demeanor. Okay. And then he pulls out some weird shit, and you're like... You know what I mean? It almost throws you for a curveball. He's got an interesting look too. While you're while he's on stage, yeah, yeah he does. He's like he's like he's he's a ginger kid. Yeah, I mean, it's about he's got a ginger tall, beard. skinny yeah, ginger yeah. dude. Yeah, and uh, the show on Showtime, I'm dying up here. It looks really awesome. It kind of like documents like basically L.A. comedy scene in the '70s. Yeah, late '70s. Know? Yeah, and there's kind of like a Bill Hicks character, a Belushi character, mm-hmm. a Joan Rivers esque character, that type of stuff too, from what we understand. So I'm pretty excited about that. So. Hey, you know what else I'm really excited for is uh, Saturday Night Live returns for season 42 this Saturday. Super yeah. stoked. 
We got Margot Robbie, the very lovely Margot Robbie, who I met not too long ago um, at a junket, and she couldn't be any sweeter. Uh, obviously beautiful in person and uh, very funny and in her own right. Did you ask her on a date? I did not because... Margot Robbie uh, strikes me as one of those people that you must ask on a date when you see her. Because uh, no, otherwise, your, your chances is gone. I'm married. I, I can't do that. I can't pull those weird, awkward... Like, I mean, obviously, I'd be rejected, but I can't even do it for fun. Like, <laughs> yeah, I but just, like, don't... Uh, I don't know. Don't, like, uh, you and your wife have, like, a list of, like, a, like a, the celebrity list? That oh, like had, a hall the, pass? If you ever had right. the chance to, like, hook up with a celebrity? Well... I'm not saying Margot Robbie would be on that list Here's you, why. Saying, here's like, why we didn't. You could pencil her in... Well, here, here's I mean, why. I don't have that list with my wife, so I'm just wondering, but I always hear that. Don't have it with my wife, and here's why. Because uh, at my old job, I was so I was too close to all these people. And, oh, that and makes I would sense. interview yeah. them on a daily basis, and you get to know people, and you interview them two, three, four times, you become friends, you cross that line of celebrity to friendship, so the kind your of wife a thing. Like not having it. Yeah, not, no such thing as a hall pass in my household because. <laughs> Because there actually was a legitimate chance. Yeah, those options were available. <laughs> they were legitimate options. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, like, hey, and you just kind of like list like who's coming in the office that week. Yeah, she'd hey, be like, so, oh. so and so and so and so and so and so is on my list. Oh, I get the text all the time. Hey, who are you hanging out with today? You know what I'm saying? Oh, today's the jealous wife. Oh, all male interviews again today. Yeah, it's huh? all dudes. That's interesting. All big sweaty burly <laughs> dudes. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. That kind yeah, of so so we, yeah, we didn't have the uh, we didn't have the hall passing, but nonetheless, anyway, Margot Robbie is hosting the first yeah. uh, episode of the new season, and uh, the weekend is the musical guest, mm-hmm. and we're gonna get our first look at a bunch of uh, new featured players, and yep. and all the featured players from last year kind of got bumped up to uh, repertory. Yeah, repertory and uh, seven new writers, right? That's the word on the street. Seven new writers. It's it's uh, pretty nuts. Uh, Anna Dresden, Kristen Bartlett, Joanna Bradley, Zach Bornstein, Julio Torres, who we saw. We did see Julio uh, Torres. Paste, right? At the, at the, the Paste, paste Wolfgang's Vault. Yeah, yep. it's pretty cool. Brian McElhenney and uh, Nick Coker are also in the mix for writing. And uh, it's, pre- it's pretty awesome stuff, man. And uh, the new feature players, we got uh, Melissa Villasenor. Mm-hmm. Who uh, worked the Warped Comedy Tent with us last year, which was very nice. Uh, Alex Moffat is a, a part of the team now, and uh, Mikey Day. Mikey Day, if yep. I'm not mistaken, was part of the Maya and Marty yes, uh, variety yes. show that ran over the summer. He was one of the play. He, I, I want to say he wrote and starred in a lot of the sketches. So sure. it's uh, he's got a good thing going for him. And uh, just so everyone knows too, it's like rumors are always abound as to who's going to be a part of, yeah. of these new seasons that come each and every year of Saturday Night Live and. And I kind of feel bad in a way for for Chris Red. Chris Red was rumored to be joining yeah, he SNL. Was, he was rumored, yeah, a little bit early on. And Chris Red, in his own right, is absolutely hysterical. And uh, I was hoping he would have made it, but he he didn't in the end. And and if you watched uh, Pop Star, never stop, never stop, and uh, never stop stopping, never start stopping. Yeah, just look, don't stop. All right, just don't stop because yeah. you can't stop and you won't stop. Very underrated movie. Under- Watch like- it if you haven't seen it. Pop Star is awesome. If you love The Lonely Island, you're gonna get what you expect and more. They crush it. I I, I think it was very very underrated. I'm gonna add to that too. Like I feel like. Both movies that the uh, the the Lonely Island guys have put together, Hot Rod, Hot Rod, yep. Hot Rod became kind of a cult thing. Mm-hmm. Um, underrated, pop star, underrated. Great Absolutely. laughs in that movie. Great guest stars in that movie. 
great just everything in that movie. Just, the story's awesome, man. It's great story. Funny. I mean, like, you know, it's not gonna like it's not gonna be like, oh my god, the huge twist at the end, will they or won't they type of scenario. But like yeah, just a funny fucking story, man. So Well anyway, Chris underrated. Red was yeah, Chris Red was in it in the film and, and mm-hmm. uh, he stole a bunch of scenes and and so we were all looking forward to him maybe being on SNL, but it didn't work out, unfortunately. Who knows? Maybe next year, uh, you know, the cast is always on the move. So ever yeah. changing, and then they already announced the uh, the hosts for the next couple of weeks. So we have uh, Lin Manuel Miranda, yeah, Hamilton himself, sure, with uh, Twenty One Pilots, mm-hmm. and then uh, the it's next, a lot of pilots. It is a lot very of specific and amount then, uh, of pilots. From what I understand, Emily Blunt is going to be the week after that because she's got that Girl on the Train uh, movie. movie coming out, which He's people are comparing the Gone Girl, and the Gone Girl movie is pretty good. It was very good. I like that movie a lot, man. Very funny, very bloody. Uh, yeah. Some cool people in that too that you wouldn't expect to see in a movie like that. Yeah, and, uh, NPH and then what's his name? Uh, Tyler Perry's the house that Tyler Perry's. Yeah, the Tyler. I don't know. Tyler Perry's. I can do bad all by myself. Is that a Tyler Perry movie? I don't know. If it is, Tyler it Perry's is now. the house of the unwanted person. Tyler Perry presents. Tyler Perry presents. Tyler Perry presents. That's going to be the doc. Presents the presents. Speaking of presents. Wait, wait, hold on. Oh, are we hold still on. talking about SNL? Yeah, I okay, want to do one more right. SNL. What, what up? Uh, what up? What Alec Baldwin apparently oh, yeah. is uh, on board to be playing Trump this season. I don't know if it's going to be the whole season or if it's a. Well, listen, it, hopefully it's only until mid November. <laughs> right. We don't have a need for Trump anymore. Right. Uh, I mean, that's what most people are hoping for, I think. I think that, I know that's like someone like Alan ba- Alec Baldwin, who's a very liberal person, is probably only hoping he needs to stick around until mid November. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, he, he's obviously a staple to Saturday Night yeah, Live. I also, I, yeah, I also think that if Trump gets elected, uh, they'll probably try to find someone on the actual regular cast to do it. But like the Trump, the Trump and the Obama characters are weird. And I was actually just talking to, to you about this about off podcast was last year season 41 i want to say jay farrow didn't his obama impersonation one time very very low amount of times maybe almost maybe never he right. did a ton of ben carson's because they were doing all the primary stuff but like it was also obama's last time last full full uh year in office while snl was actually running because obama obviously will change over midway through the season um I thought it was very funny how little Obama political sketches the show had uh, during a primary. You'd think that'd be kind of weird. Then you also think about it is Taron Killam got the Trump character, who up until this point was really only done by um, Daryl Hammond, the one during Tar- Daryl Hammond's run. But like, so they gave it to Taron Killam, and I want to say Taron Killam did Trump maybe twice, and then they went back to Daryl Hammond. So, which confused me. I don't wonder why, because like. Taron Killam's a perfectly fine impressionist, but it also made me think, oh, at the end of the season, Jay Farrow and Taron Killam also were fired from the show. So it's right. like, I wonder if that was some sort of like, not punishment, but maybe they refused to do the characters and they were fired because of that. Or Could be. I mean, dude, this is total speculation. Sure. 100% speculation. So I will say this, uh, and yes, it is total speculation, yeah. but for someone to leave the show, uh, Taron Killam did probably the... Um, most amazing sketch <laughs> you know it was right sort of at the beginning of football season yeah. and hard knocks is this big show that's on hbo that everyone watches if you're a football fan leading up to uh the the start of the nfl season it's all about the you know pre preseason and, and training camp and taron killam does this amazing uh hard knocks parody uh, of him leaving uh, it's it's pretty awesome it's that pretty the, a they let him do it but b I mean, talk about crushing it on the way out, you know? Well, dude, I mean, let's like, be here's, honest. Like, here's what you're going to miss. But let's be honest. 
Did they let him do that? There was no one in there. He went in there on a, like a, an off day to clear you think out his he's, office. You think he's going to go in there and Burn film a the gorilla? No, he's I mean, not doing know, that. Like, they let him do that. Come okay, on. Okay, I don't know. I mean, Again, knows? speculation. Total well, speculation. It could have been a very admirable dismissal. It could have been a complete firing. But like, you know, usually the, the standard SNL contract is seven years, and he was at year six, he and Jay Farrow. So it is kind of weird that like they both, uh, you know, they – they both leave at that time without right. like last not that last year. So who knows, man? Who knows? All right. Well, that's uh, the SNO updates in a in a in a shoebox for you. Sure. Uh, and uh, speaking of the presents, which which I stopped you earlier about, you did. huge news. It's awesome news. If you're going to be in New York City for New York Comic Con, or if you're just going to be in New York City uh, between October sixth and the 9th, New York Comic Con, the 11th annual New York Comic Con is going to be going on, and uh, we're a part of it in a big way this time. We had produced some yeah, panels in the past, but the now best. now we've got our own panel, my friend. We do have our own panel, dude. We're growing up, man. What can I say? So, yeah, the panel's going to be awesome. It's it's basically the last one uh, on Friday, the 7th, mm-hmm. uh, at 1.30, and basically in room... Uh, at the 1821. Javits Center. 1821 at the Javits mm-hmm. Center. It's basically, we're calling it... The, uh, the superhero fantasy draft. And since it's Comic-Con, that's kind of the idea behind it. And it's literally just, you know, us getting a couple of comic friends and basically saying, drafting uh, who we'd want to be our Justice League. Sure. Who we want to be our, uh, our Avengers. And basically, uh, we're doing a fantasy draft style where if someone picks someone, the other people can't do it. And uh, you're kind of screwed and you're, you're, you're out of luck. So we got a great panel. Danny Tamborelli. Sure. Boy, Danny Tamborelli from the Adventures of Pete and Pete. Lil Pete. Sure. Which I can't imagine he, I can't, I, I, what's it been? He 30, likes it. He 25, likes it. 30 years. People he are still talking it. about it's Lil it's Pete. But that's He's not Lil Pete thing. anymore. He's a grown man. Yes. Uh, Amazing musician Tamar- too. Yes, Just, of course. Everyone check out his band. They're called Jounce. Yes. Uh, it's a great band that Danny plays bass in and, and, um, Anyway, just a cool band, cool dude. And we also have Seaton Smith. Seaton Smith. Seaton Smith, uh, great comedian, had, was on Mulaney for a while when Mulaney was on the air. We got yeah, him. Difficult People, Night Train, Girls. He's got a bunch of great credits. We got Janet Varney, who is awesome. She's a comedian, improv. Co-founder, co-founder of uh, Sketch Fest. Yeah. She's in You're the Worst, the TV show You're the Worst. And a brand new show called Stand Against Evil. Legend of Korra. Mm-hmm. Uh, you name it. You go and look up Janet Varney on IMDb. You're like, I know this woman. She's in everything. Absolutely. And then Luis J. Gomez. Who's that? That is a comedian and co-host of a oh, bunch of different podcasts. He's our quota movie. guy. Like we had to make we had to make quota. So <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, we got a Spanish guy on the bill, <laughs> and uh, need to get the Spanish guy. Uh, no, he he hosts he co-hosts Legionist Gangs. Mm-hmm. He co-hosts. Well, he actually hosts the uh, the Real Ass Podcast on Gas Digital and Legion's Gangster on Gas Digital. We also co-host uh, an MMA podcast uh, on uh, SiriusXM mm-hmm. uh, with Michael Bisbane. So he's a he's a comedian, podcaster, entrepreneur, and shit talker. Shit talker, which I think is perfect for this panel because this panel, the whole idea is it's like, built for Louis J. Gomez. Built for shit talking and Louis <laughs> and people like Louis J. Gomez. So I'm actually really excited about it's gonna be awesome, panel. everybody. Yeah, Check it out. Great. The Lap Button presents the Superhero Fantasy Draft twenty sixteen. And again, that's Friday, October seventh, mm-hmm. uh one thirty in room one A two one. You get there early, it's gonna be packed, it's gonna be nuts. Yeah. We're gonna have a whole bunch of surprises as well. 
And uh, yeah, good times all around. Come say hi to Matt and I. We'll be there hosting uh, the panel. Yep. And yeah, it's going to be great. On the other presents front, we're presenting Robert Kelly's uh, tour right now, his mm-hmm. true story store, his true story tour. If you go to laughbun.com slash Robert Kelly, you'll see updates from Bobby on the road. Uh, you'll see uh, sign up for mailing list. You get emails about some stuff that things he's doing. Uh, this weekend, he hits the Stress Factory in New Jersey, which is, um, I guess, my home club. That's, I grew, I went to school in New Brunswick, so that's uh, my you home You ever perform there? I have not, but I've been there many times. So uh, Stress Factory this weekend, he's doing, uh, he just did Boston and Vermont, he's doing Pittsburgh, he's doing Cleveland, he's doing Syracuse, he's doing Saratoga, he's doing some Florida dates, Gainesville, Tampa, all that kind of stuff. All the dates are at robertkellylive.com for you, the tickets, but the Laugh Bunch presenting, we're very, very excited about it. It should be a blast. Very cool. Uh, now through December and then uh, final note November 3rd we're presenting Chris D'Elia Starland Ballroom and we're presenting a lot we're involved in a lot dude it's uh, good. I'm pretty excited it's our 10th year as a company and uh, why not do a ton of shit absolutely makes total sense alright before we get to our interview with Andrew Santino uh, awesome stand up comic and actor I uh, want to let everyone know uh, new albums are abound this week. We got yeah, one yeah. from Gary Goldman. It's about time you get his uh, album version of his latest special, which is absolutely hilarious. We have an exclusive clip running on the laughbutton.com right now. So if you want to go get a sneak peek, go ahead and do that for yourself. Nick Turner, his brand new album coming out on Comedy Central Records called Yelling. Both Matt and I were there for the taping of that, The Creek in the Cave, out in Long Island City. It's, uh, it's a winner, man. So prepare to get yeah. turnered. And uh, finally, yeah, it's, uh, I don't want to ruin, I feel bad. I want to ruin it for everyone because it's such a great part of the album. You're not going to ruin it. But, it's uh, that good. Finally, yeah, Dan Cummins has a brand new album, Don't Wake the Bear. It's his fifth album oh. with Warner Music Nashville. It's pretty cool. He's sealing up that deal. Yeah. Five album deal. No one does that anymore. Yeah, we did an interview uh, with Dan on the site too, talking about that whole thing. So absolutely. And, you know who uh, else has got a record coming out? Who's that? Posthumous record by Mike DiStefano. That's right. It, it is. And uh, it's, a, it's an important one and, and yeah. sort of a long time coming, you know. He's, yeah, I mean, he unfortunately passed away four, four, year, four or five, five years, years ago, ago already. It's hard like to believe. It's hard crazy. Believe. And uh, it was funny, too, because he was just kind of turning because he was on uh, Last Comic Standing that year. Um, he has an incredible story about battling addiction and HIV and all that kind of stuff. And then at the age of 50-something, he up and dies of a heart attack. Uh, it's really, really terrible story, Yeah, sad story, man. But and, a cool, um, very cool comic. Very but our cool buddies comic. over at the Stand and Cringe Humor, they actually have immortalized Mike in their logo on, that goes on the side of the, uh, the Stand's website. That is actually, if you ever wondered who that guy is on their mm-hmm. logo, that's Mike DiStefano. Uh, he was a really good friend of theirs. They were working on his albums. They were working, producing his one-man show at the time. Um, and they're actually working on a documentary for him too. They, they've run the Kickstarter. I don't know details as far as like when it's going to come out and all that kind of stuff, but they are working on a documentary as well for Mike DiStefano. Wow, very cool. And uh, and while you're watching TV this uh, this weekend, Sebastian Maniscalco's new special, Why Would You Do That, is going to be premiering on Showtime, and he's coming off his award for Stand-Up Comedian of the Year in Montreal this past year, and we both caught him on... Or did you keep... Was he on your show? For Oddball? Not it was on my show. I went backstage, and he's like, hey, I'm Sebastian. Introduced himself to me. Super cool. nice, cordial dude. And, yeah, he's awesome, man. Yeah, he's I was there hanging people. out with uh, so, with his manager, talking to his manager, and he walked cool. up and introduced himself oh, to me. Big was, time and manager. Big hey, time, oh, big time. Check hey. out my suit. Check, check out my out. suit. And, I don't uh, have a suit. I'm not big time in you. That's I was like, true. it was like 90 degrees and I was sweaty. If that helps at all, if that helps paint a picture. <laughs> all right. Hopefully everyone checked out the return of drunk history. Uh, if you head over to Netflix crisis and six scenes, that's the brand new Woody Allen, mm-hmm. uh, 
uh, I don't want to say sitcom, drama, comedy series. Dramedy? Yeah, dramedy. And uh, I'm super stoked uh, for the return of Ash vs. Evil Dead on yeah. Stars, and of course Shameless, which has been a... The U.S. version is nothing less than stellar, man. I finally caught up with Shameless. Are you all the way caught up? Caught I'm up? all the way caught up through mm-hmm. season six. I don't okay. have Showtime, but they but a couple. I realized a couple months back they put them all on Netflix. Netflix, yep. So I literally binged watch with my wife six cool. seasons of Shameless. Whoa, that's that's always interesting when you're sitting down with your significant others and you see a lot of uh, a lot of uh, nudity. There is a lot of nudity a lot of in that doing show. it, and you see uh, a lot. But you see, you see naked men and women. Sure, but there is there is you're, a lot you're, of doing it on that. You're show. almost guaranteed a boob scene per episode. Per episode, per and episode. Uh, I've never <laughs> felt. Uh, I don't get nervous around people ever. Yeah, I think I've talked about this on podcasts in the past when we brought up Shameless, but I never get uh, nervous. I never get intimidated. Uh, there's only one person that intimidates me in all of Hollywood land, and it's Emmy Ross. I was going to say William H. Macy. <laughs> no, no. William H. Macy and I, all we talk about is like the ukulele, and we nerd oh, out about ukulele stuff. Emmy Rossum from Shameless. But yeah, Emmy Ross. Fiona. Uh, she, Fiona of Shameless. She's so cool. She's so cool, so rad, but she knows she's kind of got me. Uh, uh, Are you enchanted by her? She's, I mean, she's obviously she's very, very attractive. Yeah, very attractive. But woman. no, there's just something. She's a good ball buster. I okay. think that's what I'm going with here. Okay. She's so good at ball busting okay. that I don't know where she's drawing the line and where she's. Okay. Do, do you know what I mean? And so it's like. And, and she takes a little bit of advantage of it probably because she's a celebrity. Yeah, and yeah. Trying to be and, somewhat cordial. And she's always one step ahead of me. Okay. And just when I think I'm caught up with the, okay, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of that right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's already on to the next move. And I'm like, damn it. And, and so I can't, I get flustered, man. For some reason, See, I, I thought you were going to go somewhere else because you told me once no, no, no. that, uh, as far as guests, the people you've interviewed in your in your life, that uh, I forget her name in real life, but you showed me the photo of her, and I'm like, oh, it's Wendy Peppercorn from the from the Sandlot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You were like, you're like, oh, she she like you know she really kind of like you know she she gave it to does me you one in. time or something. Does, yeah, it's you, it's fun, not man. Gave it to you, but did you in or something like that? It's like, fun when celebrities mess with you, man. Because and especially after a while, because you interview somebody third, fourth, fifth time, like with Emmy. Uh, it, it, it's just like she knows that I know now, and and she's still better at the game. <laughs> she still beats me. Well, I, I mean, it. but is, does she? Does, do you think people give her a pass because she's an attractive woman? Because that that is a thing sometimes. People are like, oh, uh, I'll let you get a pass because you're. But a attractive. pass on what? I mean, she. Like, we're having fun. It's always the the uh, interviews are the best. I just I'm not in control. That's what it, I'm saying. Is it flirty or is it straight up ball busty? No, it's ball busty. Oh, okay. uh, it could be flirty. I don't know. But, you think but, she's flirty with you? you no, think she's absolutely trying to, like, not. Dude, pick I'm the least attractive. No. She's an attractive woman. You like? No, no. I'm saying I'm not attractive. Yeah, Mark, you're not unattractive, <laughs> though, either. You know, she's an attractive woman. All right, this is getting weird. Anyway, uh, uh, shame. check it out. the attractiveness of an attractive woman on a TV show? Dude, I just talked about how I don't have a hall pass with my wife because of the celebrity line crossings here, man. Put Amy Rossum on the list is what I'm saying. She's <laughs> she's on she's on everybody's list. All right, she's, I like think she comes with the list. It's like here's your pad and your paper and your pen. Amy Rossum. And it's, she's already. It's Emmy, like Amy Rossum and Scarlett Johansson or something. It, it's like, it's kind of like when you get those letters that are already cho- chosen for you on Wheel of Fortune, oh, okay. like for the final puzzle. RSTL. Yeah, you, you don't okay. get to pick whether Amy Rossum is on or off the list. She's She's just on the list. She's the E from yeah, R- exactly. R- I got it. Okay, got it. Anyway, <laughs> shameless. Watch it. Great show. I'm just trying to make you feel awkward. <laughs> it, you're ah, <laughs> it's the only person that does it. All right. So anyway, Andrew I Santino. Tweet, I got to tweet at Emmy and make her. Please <laughs> do. She's awesome. Man. I love Emmy. She's like, great. All right. Um, here is Andrew Santino. Everyone, we'll see you on the uh, opposite end of this interview.
Really that, by the way, is a hilarious bit to yeah. run a podcast with another with another yeah, guy that has no idea yes. his mic is never on. <laughs> oh, gotta do that one day. D- easy to book, you know. You yeah, to, my co-host is always there. Yeah, he's, he's always there, there, man. Never late. No, I think you should do it to the actual talent because the talent would lose their shit. That's really fun. But then you, but you got then you're not selling. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, talent you're not. This selling. is true. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is true. Yeah, yeah. This is true. That's nope. like, do you know, um, you know Harvard Sailing? Do you know those? Yeah, 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 totally. Snakes and. Oh, I was gonna say Jen Show. Have you ever seen the Jen Show? Yes. So Jen, it's supposed to be Jen's show but they don't let her talk yeah, and they, just, never... they verbally abuse her I think that's so funny it's the Jen show with Chris <laughs> and it's always like Chris, Chris yeah, is like yeah. at the helm but Jen's always like trying to lead and they're like shut the fuck up Jen <laughs> it's so good uh, who else did that somebody on uh, uh, what was the ESPN show that the Sklar brothers did where it was like Oh, uh, it was something without Ron Parker because yeah. like what happens like a bookshelf fell on Michael Showalter and it like <laughs> and so he was original host of the show and he got and he got trapped under the yeah, bookshelf. Yeah, I can't, so I can't remember the, the name show. of that. Cheap well, seats, cheap, cheap seats, seats, the cheap yeah. seats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there's also like the Daily Show without John Stewart podcast. Right. I don't know if that's still what well, maybe the Daily Show without. It's Trevor on now. It's on. It's on now. It's uh, oh, with, uh, he's now on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's literally without John Stewart. Literally without. He dug his own grave with that project. Exactly right. All right, we're joined right now by Andrew Santino. What's going on, sir? Hey, man, how it's are good you? Good to see you. Yeah, wait, wait. We, it's funny that we do that. We have to pretend like we weren't just having a good time. Yeah, yeah I know. It's like yeah. stop the good time, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I had to. Sorry, everybody. It's okay. It's so, proper. Uh, anyway, it was great to see you, man. Great and, to see you, man. Uh, Take it easy, guys. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Podcast over. Yeah, done and done. Um, where to begin? Well, we saw you uh, perform the other day here at South by Southwest. Uh, you were part of the Showtime taping. Yeah. With Natasha Leggero, you went out and, and swept up pretty well. It was well. really fun, man. Was She's really great. Fun. She did, she uh, had really put in a bunch of work because she had to do, I think she did two separate sets for the, both of the different shows and then had to do some material in between. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. all that stuff for her was brand new. I don't think, oh, I, wow, okay. I don't think I've seen a lot of her stuff lately, but I think a lot of that stuff was new to me at least. So right. maybe so she was stocking up for well, this uh, project. Great. She's doing a tour right now with, with her new husband, Moshe. So yeah. Right. yeah. We announced that. Yeah. yeah, yeah that tour the, got the honeymoon tour, I think is what mm-hmm. they're called. So yeah. Well, the, well, and the only reason they really did that is so when they do get a divorce, you can do a divorce tour. Uh, right. And it's, sense. it's just such a cash cow. At Planning this point. ahead, yeah. man. It's yeah. like, <laughs> just getting back together again. <laughs> Yeah, that's they want, they're just riding that lightning. <laughs> Why haven't comedians done that? Like gone into retirement, come out of retirement, just to bank. Because you know? when we're gone, nobody wants us anymore. <laughs> that's the difference. Is musicians retire typically when like they're done, right? Yeah. And and comedians retire when everyone else is done with you. Yeah. That's right, when the audience right. is like, we've had it with your shtick. When the public goes, that's enough. That's enough of you. Yeah, <laughs> and we I, get it. I think the equivalent of that moment is the sem semi-autobiographical show about yes. their life which is clearly just autobiographical yeah. there's no semi about it it's nothing semi yeah it's fully all of, it's yeah, f- fully, fully it's fully fully well, autobiographical you could also do the like the Rolling Stones style of like they've been announcing retirement shows since the 70s I yeah think. I feel like they've all every t- show they do is like their final tour they're yeah. always they're always finishing up yeah they but just uh, one right. last market in the middle of nowhere they gotta almost go done s- squeeze the blood out of that stone yeah Motley Crue Molly Crew actually Molly Crew is actually long done. Time. They signed a contract saying we are done. Sure. We can sue the you other guys. Con- you don't think contracts can't be ripped up and I know. ones I'm, can't I'll be listen, drawn? I'm just telling you what the press release I, I never are you you're a big sports guy or no? <laughs> I am. Okay, so this always puzzles me and, and you'll be able to to, to understand it, the football contract. Right. You know, growing up, my father told me, you know, that, that your word is is sacred. Right. And if you sign your name to a contract you know, it's also pretty important. That's a significant. Hey, you abide by that's that. That's a chess move. That's right. not a checkers move. That's a chess move. Right. Right. <laughs> right? And, and these fucking football contracts. 
Meaningless. Absolutely meaningless. They mean zero. But baseball, you could sign a $200 million contract, pull a hammy the next day, and you're you're getting that $200 million. It's, 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 to me, unequivocally, the most genius sport to get into because you have to do the least amount of work depending right. on your position you can you can work for a long time in the yeah. league yeah. you can so last long. forever yeah forever and if you're good and you're hot when you're young mm-hmm. you can take a lot of money quick and then get the fuck out right like i i know sure. i know a guy and, and retired 28 dude i know Sanford a guy that did style. that i know a guy okay. that retired at 27 years old i won't mention his name but he was in the league and bounced from three different teams can you name and one of the three teams uh yeah, Red Sox. Okay, I totally know who you're talking about. Yeah. That's be Spike Owen. Spike Owen. Uh, Oil can. Uh, boy. His first name's Billy. But you won't be able to put it together from that. But he was a pitcher and okay. and seriously played ball for three, I think four seasons, um, and lived very uh, uh, frugal, sure. and then um, now is retired and coaches. Uh, College uh, is a college pitching coach for the you know for where he went to school and loves every second of his retired wow. and having a good time has all the money that he had in the league because he didn't blow any of it right yeah. he lived very you know nickel and dime and then was like I know I'm not gonna last I mean I remember having the conversation with him yeah. about being like he's like I'm not a superstar dude I'm I'm a guy who's a great friend I'm a great position player in terms of what I pitch and what I do mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna last and he knew it and he's like when I'm done I'm done. Wow. It's pretty brilliant, actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, dude, didn't care. Yeah, didn't that's care. Amazing. Well, they have they have classes apparently that go and they sit down and teach you. They have like money guys. They're, yeah. They're, like. Oh yeah, but they they never work. They, I they mean, never no. work. I mean, it's, some guys do. Like I actually went to high school with a guy who played for the Indianapolis Colts, and he was like. I know this isn't a thing. He went to school, got his MBA. Like, but that guy's now already on the like right chain. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. It's kind of like the it's, it's the guys that like buy the boats and then they crash it into their helicopter, which is gold plated. That type sure. Of stuff. Right. Or you're watching in high school. You watch a video. Oh, it's teaching about drunk driving. This guy's dead now. Whatever. You're either already not drinking or you're going to drink. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's not changing anything. No. No. In fact, it was always like. Uh, uh, it's the same old typical joke of like uh, just say no to drugs or dare right. was more informative than anything else it was showing you what dr- like I remember yeah, having yeah. they had oh, pipes yeah. in the oh, classroom that's how you use it oh, yeah come in with like, nice this, I've been doing it wrong <laughs> this is what cocaine looks like I remember that yeah. this isn't it a was a briefcase right the officer would the dare officer would come yeah. to your office your your school and open a briefcase with like samples of all the different drugs well, and what show you what you they do I, yeah Great. I absolutely remember that yeah, and they'd be 100%. like and the side effects for this are pretty minimal <laughs> right. Like it just kind. Of, if I you want to, if you want to buzz, the, you yeah. can still work with. This isn't that this. bad. I gotta be honest with you. Meth is meth's got a bad rap. It's not that bad in small doses. All right, I'm Officer Shames. I'll be back later. Yeah, I totally remember that. Absolutely, Officer Shames. Oh yeah, and if you want to learn more about it, yeah, I can see you after class right. <laughs> in my squad car. Yes, wheeling and dealing. No man. pants. Now he's a molester too. Oh, jeez. No, yes. no. Officer Shames. Officer Shames is a bad guy, yeah. <laughs> was that well, the name of I don't your think I, pa- I don't think I'm painting any more bad pictures of was cops <laughs> than already exists, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Right. If anything, we're upgrading. Oh, yeah. they're actually not no, that bad. Not that bad of guys. <laughs> they're not shooting people anymore? All right. We'll take <laughs> nuts, it. Man. So, so did you play sports as a kid then and, yep. and your whole life? And yep. then. Uh, so when did comedy enter the picture? Like when did? Uh, I mean, you- I've loved uh, like entertaining was always a thing that I w- was in love with the idea of. I I jokingly uh, used the anecdote that my mother used to. I would climb out of my crib 
and I would watch Carson at night, which uh, is really? so strange. Not understanding it at all, but of course. for some reason, I she found me constantly watching Carson. I loved Carson. It's that format got you, man. Yeah, man. Love the joke telling. <laughs> I think it was just something about the the... I think I would assume, I'm not a psychologist, but the idea of laughter and that was so appealing to me in that format. Something about it was was real laughter versus cartoon shows and all that, which obviously I watched as a kid. But I imagine that was the part of me that I enjoyed as a kid was listening to people laugh at stuff. And I'm sure I mimicked it because mm-hmm. it was like being a part of something. Really but cool. I know that's a very like on the nose, like, is that real? It's real. But it's, you know, and then, of course, as years went on, uh, I, I just I fell in love with comedy um, or as organic as anybody else did from mm. TV and film and then mm. got into sta- loving stand-ups themselves and um, then in college did performance and a little bit of sketch and improv and then started stand-up when I was done with college. Cool. Yeah. So, so who was your gateway? Who was your entrance? Like who was the first comic you were like? Well, it sounds like Carson. No, yeah, no, yeah. Well, technically, yeah. I mean, he just kind of said that. The first, yeah, but, but the first uh, real like. But hook, I mean, true stand, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like true stand-up. I mean, Carson does monologues and stuff like right. that. Right, but but I mean, where you were like, oh my god, like for me, it was Stephen Wright. So I saw a special yep. he did and was just like enamored by it and just, you know. I think mine was. Um, I mean, it, it, it's uh, it's it's cheap to say because it's all too common. But I, Eddie Murphy was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life, and cool. that's not what drug me into comedy. That's not what made me feel like I wanted to do it. But it, it was so enchanting that I was like, I fell in love with stand-up comedy, and I think it's because of him. Like, I loved, uh, you know, uh, Carlin, and I, and I, I love I loved all of the guys from that era that kind of birthed what is comedy now. Mm-hmm. But something about Eddie was just so unrelentingly funny and honest and... I don't know. I he that was it got me so bad. I think he was just unbelievable to watch, just nonstop funny. It was like constant funny, funny, funny. It's kind of like how Gaffigan tells like yeah. punchline, 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 yeah, punchline. Yeah. Like he doesn't just stop hitting you in the face with comedy. <laughs> right. It's it's unrelenting. It doesn't give up. And I think Eddie used to be that way. And he was so good at like hammering something, so mildly funny to the normal person. But the way he would do it would make it so brilliantly funny and. He was the one that kind of got me, I guess. So how's it going to feel when someone says that about you? You know, I don't think they will. 20 years. <laughs> Someone's going to be like, dude, there was this guy. Some... Yeah, he, di- he died, right? Uh, no, you know, I hope. That's I, what it took. I, I always say I don't ever have, I don't pine to become a famous comedian. And, and in, an, in, a, in an insecure moment, I, I've said to myself multiple times, that I don't know if I'll ever become any sort of what large scale and I don't, that doesn't bother me. I actually just want to be able to do it and continue to do it as long as I can and be accepted in the community and have people say that they enjoy it. I, I don't really strive for that. Cause I don't know if it's of my, I don't think I'm cut for that. Like, I don't know if I want to have that kind of thing. It comes with a lot of great responsibility being very big and successful in comedy sometimes seems awful. To, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see that because, like, I mean, it's. I feel like as it's like soon running as you, a company, you're like, I just kind of want to work there. Yeah. It's a, well, it's a cheap. <laughs> yeah. It's also a cheap way of saying I don't think I'm good enough to ever become that bit <laughs> that good. And that's just me being honest. I don't think I'm ever yeah. good enough to be like the guy that everybody wants to talk about. I don't. Freak, that doesn't really bother me. I'd rather just be the guy that people really like. Yeah. Like, like when lo- you come yeah. up in convo, it's like, oh yeah. Look oh that yeah, guy. he's great. Cool, Fuck, yeah. I love watching okay. him. Yeah, sure. That to me is a more comfortable pocket to sit in yeah. than pressures of being hey, that. Got a new book coming out right yeah let's yeah. see how fucking good it is well because yeah. all that means is more people are criticizing yeah. you this is true I and mean, it's like, almost like why do i fucking need all that negativity yeah it's I mean, already negative 
here. Yeah. Right. That's the yeah. most negativity yeah. up right. there. Well, I mean, look at like someone like Amy Schumer who recently is about like the joke thievery stuff coming through. It's like, is that just because she hit that mass and just, like, all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, now Amy Schumer's the target? Like, it's, it's got to be terrible. Yeah. yeah. Comedian like I this. mean, I think I think there, I think every comic wish wants to become a big famous name. Of course. I think that's in the back of everyone's brain. But I think if if you're a logistical human, uh, you look at the fact that if you walk down any street USA and you named who your favorite comedians are, people that listen mm-hmm. to this podcast, mm-hmm. most people on the street won't know who any of those humans are. They'll go, I've yeah, never fucking heard of system. those people. But the people they do know, like the top five, mm-hmm. they know. And yeah. to get in that top five, that's a crazy thought. Yeah, It'd be yeah. nice to be there, Yeah. but just be really great at what you do. It's just like sports. Is People always think like, yeah, you know the superstars, but you know there's thousands yeah. of others yep. that you don't know that play very well and, and are all millionaires yeah and all, man yeah. and they do great and yeah. I, and give great. me that it's funny you, you see that because when i first started playing music you know my dad was like you know what do you, what do you want out of this mm-hmm. you know and he was trying to steer me down the right path and i was like i just want to be weird al's drummer and he, was <laughs> like, and he was like really why and i was like because that guy gets to play every kind of music yeah, he gets to have a good fucking time because yeah. it's hilarious, and he could walk in this room right now, and no one knows who he is. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. It's the best. It's the best. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a dream. Weird also, drum. being on Weird, Weird Al's entourage would be really cool. <laughs> yeah, right. that'd be just really cool to be with him everywhere. Yeah, he, but, a, but what a gig! Yeah, you know? what a gig! What a, what a great gig! All the music in the world you get to play. You pop, get to, yes, pop, pop, punk, rap, hit, yeah, whatever, everything, every kind of music. Yeah, that is great. And and you just walk right in this room. How old were you when you when you said this? 32 yeah, yeah yeah yesterday yeah, yeah. So actually yes. i haven't had the conversation with him yet i'm yeah, trying he, it out on this, this, is, this is the warm-up yeah. i'm just kind of uh testing the go, waters guys? no i think it was right when i decided like i wanted to pursue music in yep. a manner that was like i really want to focus on this and so that was 14 15 yeah, yeah. 15 yeah yeah that's about the time that people start to to get involved in a major way in whatever arts that they want whether it's a mm-hmm. band or it's like i'm really going to class for painting or drawing or music or you know whatever the arts I feel like 1415 is when everyone started to click yeah I mean like your favorite bands are from that time your favorite movies are your, the funniest comedies you've ever seen in your mm-hmm. life are from that time it's just it's a very formative and impressionable time of your oh life. my god yeah oh and by the way uh, uh, if you're listening John Bermuda Swartz I respect you and you're one of my favorite drummers <laughs> and he's amazing <laughs> So I don't want to disrespect John B. Muno Swartz because he is he's, awesome. He's in his room right now going, finally. Yeah, I know. Is, I know. They, if they weren't going to fucking me mention me. Yeah. He's awesome. Did he you is, have any really obscure awesome. music um, loves that like m- that that you found odd that you enjoyed? Like a, a either a musician or a band that... Most people that you knew didn't like, but oh, you were like every single one of them. Oh like, yeah, there's just, plenty. Yeah, your your taste in music's a little oddball. That's great. In yeah. in every band I've ever been in, you know, like this project I'm playing in now is like it's hard rock, progressive metal a little bit. I've been in funk bands, but never have I brought to the table an influence that has connected to anybody else ever in the band. <laughs> yeah. It's just I just love all kinds of music. Yeah. But my absolute favorites are just you know some obscure weird, weird. Yeah, like 100 watt smile. What is that? They put out two albums. There's this girl who played violin in the Breeders for one album, and she yeah. went on to do this rando thing. power pop and yeah, your yeah, sure, type of like Nerfurter. Like, do you know who Nerfurter? Is? I love Nerfurter. Yeah, I love Nerfurter. Yeah. yeah, they're great. Love those guys. Yeah. Did you get their new album yet? By the way, no. Rockingham just came out. No. It's so good. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. See, I like. I had like. I I was into music. I drummed a little bit when I was a kid. My mom oh, cool. sold the drums because I was bad. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She well, dude. I had. Oh, I, you were just bad. I, I was. <laughs> I, I think it was just I didn't. 
I was too loud and annoying with them. Okay. And I didn't spend enough critical time with them. Sure. I just like to just be loud yeah. and fuck off and mm-hmm. have fun. And I'm sure I kept a good, I could keep a rhythm, but I'm sure it was just annoying. It was just more annoying than anything else. But of all the music, uh, of all the music that I loved back in the day, the most obscure thing for me, I was speaking to a friend a couple days ago, was I hate musicals. I really genuinely, mm-hmm. I fucking mm-hmm. hate them. You couldn't pay me to go. But I fell in love with Phantom of the Opera and <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber, for some reason, I got obsessed with just when I was a kid. Nice. I don't know why. Gotcha. It was something magical that, that was like... Hook? Is he, he, the Webber hook. The Webber hook, dude. Got, got stuck in the Webber, man. So much so that I had a poster of Andrew Lloyd Webber's uh, fa- Phantom uh, mock-up yeah, for, yes. above, above my bed when I was a kid. Very weird, dude. So of all the weird music that I liked, uh, my mom yeah. was like, why this? Yeah, what were you into, by the way? I was a big They Might Be Giants fan. Well, see, big... I... I st- Started, um, I started as a hip hop kid. I still am hip hop uh, a lot, and and I did love rock because it was the era. But wait, what's your age so I can gauge? Thirty two. Okay, thirty two. So that generation hip hop. Well, basically a generation after us. So that's us. not like yeah. So that's not. Because like we black we we grew up on like Wu Tang and like even Ur- before that, if you like, like Slick yeah, Rick, we're, I'm Slick Rick and EPMD. I'm, I'm Wu Tang. Okay, okay, so you might be Wu Tang. Yeah. But I grew up with. I mean, I had my my uncle was like my influencer who was much older than me, and he was he got me into like everything. I mean, I can delve pretty deep into the hip hop world mm. if we want to get into it. I no know Cool Keith action. Yeah, I like Dr. Cool Octagon Keith is really good. I mean, I can get even <laughs> de- as deep as like Doctor Octagon. And all these Elvis. all these Midwest kids before uh, Slug was an maybe? atmosphere and all that stuff. Oh, okay, and like, cool. Okay. Mediocre and Sage Francis and like mm-hmm. really Ideen underground shit. Ideal abilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, rest in peace. And mm-hmm. uh, I think. Uh, I think I was so embedded in that underground hip hop world. I loved that more than I loved anything. And I spent the majority of my junior high and high school delving deeper and deeper into underground hip hop. Although I loved things like De La Soul and mm-hmm. I loved, you know, EPMD and, and Tribe was great and, sure. you know, whatever of that, of the originals of the flower power world. Like yeah. I loved that. But yeah, the underground world was my, my scene. Sometimes I thumb through. When I go back to my mom's house, my old CD uh, book, mm-hmm. and it was such a oh, it's nice. Still there? You didn't oh take my it god! With you? Dude, my parents' house is like it's. No one touched it when we left. It was like <laughs> nothing happened. They shellacked it just to make yes, sure it didn't yeah. get wet. Frozen in time. <laughs> everything's uh, laminated. It go is. Back, everything's fucking. Don't laminated. touch anything. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it was a good moment to, to to go back and to see that stuff because I remember sure. how important CD books were because you'd be mm-hmm. you'd get in someone's car and you're like, let me see what you got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you would clearly judge someone. Yes, that was. Your first judgment. Absolutely. All right. All so right. What do you got in this book? You man? can stay. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I would judge the shit out of people. With yeah, you had stuff. to. Yeah. Yeah, you had to. So funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that. But hip hop was like my. I mean, and and I loved. Um, just I, I loved classic rock because mm-hmm. of you know my da- dad's of and uncles of being like you got to listen to your shit you hear is terrible. <laughs> like I remember my uncle being like Nirvana sucks, <laughs> and I was like you suck, you suck, Uncle Mike. You don't know shit. He's like, you don't know shit. You don't know Zeppelin. You don't know Pink Floyd. You don't know shit about rock. But it was so funny because it was such a... And then Granddad comes in. You don't know Benny Hill. You don't know <laughs> Benny Miller you don't know, <laughs> you don't know Robert And we're like, go Johnson. to bed, Grandpa. <laughs> so I got... So I, I ran through those and then I got into like... Uh, That's a great and then I love oldies. Today, in this oh, day and sure. age, I'm in love. Like, oldies are great, man. I love like oldies, 40s, dude. 50s oldies? Or like... Or like... Yeah. like, like I, well, and 60s too. Okay. Sure. Like Jackie Wilson, Sam Cooke. Yeah. And, and, uh, My hands-down favorite vocals of all time is Otis Redding. Hands down. Otis is great. 
Otis is amazing. Otis and Sam Cooke love those dudes. Yeah, yeah. I think Sam's the. I think I love Sam because I like his story. You know, he got shot in the chest by a prostitute in mm-hmm. the Santa Monica Hotel. I think yep. that's such a great way to go. Yep. And his <laughs> last all those all that's... those guys have ridiculous stories. Like yeah. like Al Green had like his girl like threw like boiling grits on him in an argument. Like, awesome. All those guys awesome. have crazy fucking but stories. But that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those musicians those aren't around right no, now. No, no boiling grits stories. No, there's no, no. boiling grits. But I did stories, get that like... piece of skin off eBay. <laughs> you did. Big money, man. Yeah. All those guys Grit have skin. crazy ass stories, man. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Today, uh, my oldies happen to have, have lately been the thing that I'm in love with the most. Yeah. I, so, what I, I kind of oldies? Why. Like, I, I was huge into John Sebastian. Yeah. You, you like yeah. John Sebastian? Yeah. Hell of a songwriter, man. That guy. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I mean, so much of it's good. There's no I like, um, I, I like a lot of funk and soul, too. Cool. Who, who kind of was an easy transition because that's where, that's where a lot of. A lot of that came from that kind of rock with a funk influence, I mm-hmm. guess, or like a, a more poppy upbeat. I mean, James Brown kind of oh, put yeah, the totally. mark on that specifically. Sure. But um, yeah, I, I don't know why recently it's been the thing that I'm in love with, but I really have. It's either that or it's like really depressing, um, sad alternative rock. Oh, like, weird. Like, I don't know. Like, like Tori Amos? Like? No. Like, like this band. Do you know this? There's this song. Um, Magical clouds called downtown. Do you know these guys? No, it's like the saddest song, <laughs> but I love it. I'm like obsessed with it. I can't stop fucking <laughs> listening to it. Like, let me see. I'll show you what's in my. This will be the best way to do it. I would imagine. I mean, this yeah, is, this is the new CD flip book, by the way. This, this is, is like, give me your phone. CD. What's the last song you played, yeah. and you can't lie about it? So it sounds like uh, <laughs> you want to know what it was actually. Do the last song that I played was uh, well, I listened to the whole album this morning of. Um, of Kendrick's new oh, untitled. So, yeah. so you're an album listener. I'm an album listener. Yeah, I, 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 I go through the, the whole album. Yeah, me too. But individual song that I played before I listened to Kendrick this morning was uh, "Moments" uh, by Kidnap Kid. Do you know? Do you know Kidnap Kid? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't it's say I do. kind of uh, very like soothing um, electronic. Oh, interesting. Um, instrumental. Yeah, it's fantastic. Ch- Return my, my, yeah, my, yes, yeah, yeah. My well, I was really fucking hungover. My, <laughs> my instrumental kind of like lives and dies with like Daft Punk and Massive Attack and like that stuff. So like you know, the trip I love hop. that shit. I'm more trip hop than EDM, I guess is what it is. I would also peg you for a new pornographers fan because because redheads got to stick together. Yeah, we don't have a choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, you actually, and AC Newman, actually you know? a big fan, big fan of new photographers. <laughs> so yeah, we they I like, support they any send you their album in the mail like when well, you're born. We have another one with another one. We have a meeting. Package, we have a right? meeting. Well, and you that's pick what I'm saying. There. I mean, like, you know, there's, there's so few of you in entertainment. You yeah. Well, and now, actually, uh, it's annoying when people ask, too, because they're like, Are you AC Newman? Did they ask you that question? If I'm AC Newman. <laughs> Someone said to me one time, Well, because people go, Oh, who are your favorite comedians? Louis C.K. and Bill Burr, because they're two redheads. And of oh, course, ridiculous. No, you should tell him Carrot Top. Yeah. He's, uh, he's killing it, by the way. <laughs> he's killing he's killing himself slowly. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, it is. Bill Burr is my yeah, favorite guy to Because watch. he's fucking Bill Burr. Not because he's a redhead. Yeah, yeah but yeah. of course people are like, yeah, "Oh, isn't that funny that you're yeah. redhead?" It's, like, it's so funny because I don't even think of Bill Burr as a redhead. Well, he really. doesn't really have hair. Well, he's bald days. now. He's yeah. Really bald. yeah, or he shaves his head. Yeah. yeah, it's a good thing he's not going to hear me say that. He'd be like, "Fuck you, Stanley, <laughs> yeah. fucking, hey, fuck you, yeah, fucking cunt." Heard you on that radio on the fucking podcast talking shit. That's a good fucking Bruins. You fucking loser. Heard you over there with those idiots in a fucking hotel. That's a good Burr. That's a fucking asshole. Yeah, it's a great Burr, dude. Yeah, yeah, you're real funny. <laughs> fucking stay in Austin with all the fucking weirdos. Couldn't fucking pay me to go there. Just earrings and That's tattoos. Really 
<laughs> Tatos. Burr's in the room right now. Man. He's my dude. He he uh. he. So he. I, I've been I've been shamed multiple times for saying this, but you know, Louis became this like big thing that people mm. loved, and uh, I've been a Bill fan for years and years and years, and I to this day still think he is number one over Louis to me. I I think that's fair. No, oh, and that's fine. just to me. I love him. Dude, I think he is. Many that's people have. I think sure, he's the king, dude. It's one and one A, man. Yeah, there's, th- there's no wrong statement. There. No, I know, but a lot of people was like, "What the fuck you do, you fucking Louis?" I Bill's great, but I just think Bill hasn't had the public persona that Louis achieved because yes. of the show. Right, right. And by the way, that F is for family. If you haven't seen his show, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's like. Just more shit needs to happen that people see him that go, oh, this guy's fucking awesome. Yeah. And he's but popping up more and more now in he movies is. and TV shows. He is. It, kinda... It's just taken some time, yeah. and it should have been quicker. It's kind of like how I felt about Geraldo. I was like, the world needs to be uh, fucking in this guy. I don't know why the world wasn't more in tune with him. Still miss it. Like, um, crazy, man. And I was every watching day. that documentary they, they put out after his death, and it just sounds like, like Comedy Central. Was, they tried. It sounds like they put him in a pilot like every other season. They did. They try to get him to, to the kind of pop. They put him on every roast. Well, the transition is tough because a lot of comics can't act. A lot of actors yeah. can't be comics. And mm-hmm. the very few that are able to do both, it's a, it's a fortunate thing. Yeah. yeah. Right. And and it also has, lo- has a lot to do with, um, you know, when people say you've got the thing, acting has a thing where people like actors sometimes and you don't fucking know why yeah you can't put your finger on it with comics it's like yeah they're a great joke writer yeah he's got great stage presence yeah she has her formats brilliant or characters yeah you know why you You know what the thing is yes with acting i see so many times guys that have a lot of draw and and i'm like man it's a thing that you can't really explain yeah people really like them who's on the list for you who's like uh, who who do i think has things that i can't explain why yeah yeah like um uh i think Putting you on the spot. I'm yeah, sorry, I, well, I don't want to. I don't want to say anything mean or. I, I don't mean this in a cruel way. Yeah, I just that, think that, it's not a mean. There's thing guys at all. where there's like like somebody you watch and you're like they're getting it done. Well, okay. Jason Siegel, I feel like is one of those guys who is a has a comedy persona yeah. mm-hmm. and coming from you know freaks and geeks and then going on to his career, which has been writing all over the place. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's yeah. done everything under the sun, but <sighs> he has a thing that makes him lovable to people. But I don't necessarily find him an amazing actor or doesn't really kill me comedy wise but he's really enjoyable like he doesn't have to be right because yes he just has a he has a great thing thing. yeah Yeah. and he's good at what what he does but um this is not to demean by any means but it's just like it's interesting where where comedy i think you can you can you know it right on the nose yeah i mean like well there's i mean there's some classic examples of like actors and you think actor you think attractive person who are like not anymore there's some people that aren't aren't (laughs) you know traditionally attractive that are like they kill it in that stuff. Like Thank a, you very much. Man. Thank <laughs> no, like you. a Steve Buscemi type. Like yes, you, yes. You cannot fuck with that guy's body of work, but I would never see Steve Buscemi, like saying he's a leading man or an actor. Like it's still a risk for that guy to like anchor Boardwalk Empire because he's not like a good looking guy that like girls are like, oh my God, I want to throw my pants at Steve but, Buscemi. But, but Thank God fit, though. Huh? But he does fit that era of that show and he would be that guy. He, you know what he I mean? did, That's but the like thing. there's plenty of examples of guys. Like if you're an actress, I feel like you're judged so solely on how you look unless you're oh, freaking Meryl Streep or Glenn Close it's all in how and even you then look. they were judged on their look before they became yes, Meryl Streep before Street. they became yeah. Meryl Streep and Glenn Close but whereas an actor they kind of give you a shot more than more definitely than I mean, it's, I mean jo- it's a double standard Jonah Hill yeah Jonah Hill became he lost a lot of weight I mean that but first, he became who he was yeah. despite the fact that he is a shorter rounder yeah. guy right. Yeah, right. who doesn't have this necess- not necessarily this Hollywood handsome look yes and that right. didn't stop him from shit so 
that is completely true. It's just, it is sexist in the way that like you're a woman, you're automatically looked at as like yeah. You know, yeah, like, like we were talking about. We mentioned girls off off mic, and like Lena Dunham catches so much shit for that show, and it's just like, is it because that it's a that bad a show, or because people have problems with her in a leading role, being a sexually promiscuous woman on a show where, you know, she's not that attractive. Compared well, because people girls. would like, rather well, is that, see. Is that it, I think the majority of America, and I'm not including myself, but I think like the majority of the viewership. They, people want to see good-looking people hook up. Yeah. And that's just the majority of the country, whether or not well, you like to yeah. hear it. Because they're that person. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. nice to see. Yeah. It's yeah. nice yeah. to see. Nobody wants to see me kiss anybody. You know what I mean? <laughs> like It's like when you think of good-looking people making out, you're like, Doesn't yeah, I get it. Proud. You'd be yeah. proud of, for me. You'd yeah. be happy for me. We, we prefer to hear about it. <laughs> did, did you get any make-out scenes in Mixology? I, I can't remember. I did yeah. one. I did one. Yeah, so, I did yeah. one with... Uh, this actress Frankie Shaw, who's great, yeah, I did. We ki- yeah, we kiss each. And by way of, <laughs> do you practice ahead of time? Do you- um, I have this, uh, I have this cud- cardboard cutout um, that I practice on, and it's why I get cuts on my lips all the time. Oh, right. I haven't figured it out yet. I'm not the brightest. <laughs> yeah, Frankie and I had a kissing scene. We that also makes me. Um, Eskimo kissing brothers with Thomas Middleditch because they made out right. in a short she did. So I think I've kissed Thomas Middleditch now. We can go with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's I fair. F- accept it as truth. I feel like it happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of show, man, you, you're you an actor. Yes. You're living the dream, dude. Congrats on the gig. Thank yeah, you, We dude. were talking uh, before we started recording. Um, no release date yet. Right, no, on this, not uh, yet. Jim Carrey project. So, so fill us in with uh, what you can as far as yeah. the show takes place in the 70s, right? Yep. In, in the 90s. based on a book called I'm Dying Up Here, which is the name of the show as mm-hmm. well. Produced by Jim Carrey. Um, acted in by uh, an ensemble. Um, Oscar award winner Melissa Leo, Robert Forrester, Kathy Moriarty, uh, yours truly, Ari Grainer, um, Eric Griffin, and Al Madrigal, the other two stand ups. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Clark Duke and Michael Angarano. Um, Clark Duke. Clark Duke, man. <laughs> he's the, yeah, he's actually, he's great. Him and Michael Angarano are play two Boston best friends who are comics that moved to LA in the oh, pilot. Cool. And it's, such a great relationship because I don't know if you know Michael Angarano he's he's a he's an actor who's, he's been around for quite a while uh, he's got this like very clean uh, good old boy look mm-hmm. and Clark is kind of more of this uh, cute nerdy mm-hmm. up to no good yeah and that's like, what they follow in the oh, show cool. yeah, 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 yeah it's very so much it's almost like that it was written for them oh my god yeah, I mean years it, it was well yeah, casted is I guess the best way to say sure. it um, that's cool anyway so the entire show is about stand-up comedy in the 1970s kind of being the precipice of what comedy has become today on a very global commercial market and it takes place uh, almost co- exclusively at what is the comedy store in mm-hmm. Los Angeles but in the show it's called um, Goldies, uh, we can't. Oh, we couldn't change the name. Couldn't use it? the rights. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, there was. A, that's a lot of money to yeah, do yeah. all that stuff. And I also think, um, you know, I could tell you more stuff off the air. But yeah, yeah, sure. But uh, but uh, but yeah, the show takes place uh, at the helm of Melissa Leo being Go- Mitzi Shore, the who's, Mitzi who Shore is Goldie, yeah. and kind of are the mother hen of all these comedians who are at different points in their career. And some of them are at the tip top of doing Carson, and others are myself who can't. You know who has the stage time, all, but I can't get on Carson. I play. Um, we're paying homage to real people, but we're not allowed to say that we are them. I guess right. I'm Bill Hicks. I'm I, the character is oddly enough named right. Bill, but that's only coincidence. Right, right. But it ha- I just have a very Bill Hick quality. I guess it's sardonic and. Um, uh, There's worse comics to be compared to. Yes, well, dude. I'm. I when I heard when I heard that I was going in for that, I was so so stoked. When I read it, I was like, "This fucking pilot's great." And then I was like, "I want to be that Bill guy so bad." 
because I felt that it was Bill Hicks. Even though when I asked, they were like, no, 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 it's just based on. Because yeah, they, yeah. they, they don't want to get lines crossed of fans that see it and go, right. that's not fucking Bill. It's yeah, not yeah, from it there. Turns yeah. into, yeah, uh, you don't yeah. want to. So you, you base it on it. So we do have, um, you know, we have a, a kid who, this, this young kid um, uh, who could be a, a Richard Pryor, I guess you could okay. say. You know, Al is... Al likes to joke that he is Freddie Prince Jr., which, by the way, right. I was gonna he, say, he, he pretty Prince much Jr. is because... Freddie Prince. Freddie Prince, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, not Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> Freddie Prince. Um, but yeah, he pretty much is. He follows some of the same suit. And Freddie oh, would funny. do a lot of um, hey, Mexican-American jokes, yeah. and Al does all of them on the show, oh, and cool. it's really funny to watch. <laughs> Al doing what Al loves to do as Freddie Prince. Um, and Eric Griffin kind of plays his own character, which is great. He's not really based on... And he, I wouldn't pinpoint anybody, right? You is know, it based on Montez from Workaholics. Yes, he's based on Montez. From, he's based on Dom DeLuise. Uh, no, he. So everyone is, um, yeah. So everyone's kind of based uh, loosely on, and Ari Grainer is like the female lead, and she would be what I would like to say is a Joan Joan Rivers. I, I, I don't, I don't think they would say that, but the only reason is. The storyline is that of how many young women in comedy were getting fucking pushed back so hard. Like, mm-hmm. you don't go up there unless you're showing your tits or your pussy mm-hmm. or you're talking dirty. And her whole goal, um, her character arc, is to develop as a, a brilliant female comedian instead of being thwarted into this, like, sex symbol thing, which I think was, is, and was always an issue of, like, girls on stage. Like, I don't like what she wears. Meanwhile, a guy can wear fucking a garbage bag, and right. you're like, this guy's the funniest guy I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. So I love Ari, by the way. She's great. Yeah, she's, great. she's fucking awesome. We, when when that movie came out that she did uh, for a good for time, good time call, call yeah. We uh, we fucked with my dad, and uh, while, while we were live in the air, we called my dad on the air, and she pretended to be, like, a sex <laughs> No, that's great. And he... He couldn't have been any more sweet to her the way he just like put it to bed and like right. was just like no that's okay I'm good like, it was so Midwest like yeah laying him down easy. Where's your dad live? Uh, he lives in Ohio, just outside yeah. of Cleveland. So. so, and I'm Chicago. That would be yeah. such a Midwest thing. Would be like, no, thank you. Really yeah. appreciate yeah. the sex yeah. call. <laughs> thank you for thinking of me. Thank you. You know. Thank, thank you. you. Keep me in mind for later. Phone hangs up. Yeah. Hey, hon. A sex woman called. <laughs> the nicest woman you've yeah. ever heard. Yeah. We may, uh, you know, get in touch, invite her We probably should picnic. invite her for coffee or something. Yeah. Yeah, I think Ari's funny as shit. Yeah, I mean, she's like, she's brilliant. She's yeah, really yeah. great. Uh, I was Nick, kind of Nick and Nora's Infinite teacher, Playlist. She was the breakout on that. I mean, that movie was yeah. hilarious with her. Yeah, she had some, she's done, she's done some really great things and I think there's going to be a great thing for her. Cool. Uh, cool. To move on. I, I, uh, uh, I go down on her in the pilot, which is which was the the funniest thing because we were just getting to know each other. Now, now did you practice that? Did you, uh, did you uh, have a cardboard cut on out the cardboard cutout? Out? <laughs> yep, more cuts, more cuts. So, but you yeah, haven't but asked me who the cardboard cutout is of. That's true. Well, I'm saving that for the got the it, end. got <laughs> it, <laughs> got big it. Reveal, got it. Uh, did you put bush around it? Like, did you get the no, 70s bush? No, going? because it, it was extra, and I couldn't. I can't afford it right now. I'm really tight. Pockets are tight. Um, no, but we do a scene, and of course, like her and I have just gotten to know each other, and oh, we are romantic interests, love interests, so to speak. I guess. Uh, right. And that may not continue as the show goes on. Right, right. But um, at the beginning, and I'm going down on her in a car, and of course I'm like, you know, we're trying to get comfortable as actors, and I'm like, hey man, if anything is bothering you, that because I have to be down here, and it's like the way we're shooting it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, if anything's bothering you, let's just fucking be super real and be like, I don't like your hand here. I don't like, yeah, you yeah. know, and she was really funny about it. And she's like, I mean, if you put a thumb in my ass or whatever, it's like, it is what it is. We'll figure it out. You know, it was like, <laughs> it was just a more like, she was just joke. We start when we started joking around about me being buried in her crotch, right? Be, the comfortability level was like through the, and then I was like, great, this is going to be awesome. Well, it's comics. Dealing with comics. Yes. You know the deal, man. Well, it was also it's hard because it's day, it was like day 
day three together or something yeah. like that. Yeah, like, don't the guys yeah. who put together the shoot, like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, God, 10 road games to start off the season. You right, know what right, I mean? right, 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 right. <laughs> who did this schedule? Yeah, come on. Come Let them get to know man. each other. Yeah, so I think uh, I think we all warmed up to, to each other a lot. and, oh, and great. Uh, and everyone had a great time. So we're going to, um, we'll put it out. 10 episodes hopefully at the end of the year um we're still uh we're obviously not done shooting the show yeah. but um it's it's going to be fantastic man you're going to see a lot of uh a lot of great wigs a lot of great costuming none of it looks cheap you know we've kind of gone up against the idea that people are watching vinyl now a little bit yeah, i was yeah, gonna yeah. bring that up i was gonna say i mean it's i don't think it affects us at all good. uh okay. our story Probably helps yeah it actually it might um because we're gonna blow it out of the fucking water um no 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 <laughs> you're that bobby carter <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. No, yeah no, he's you, listening no, right I'm now coming for you, you yeah. that scorsese, scorsese. scorsese. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah who do you think you are dude um yeah. Yeah, you had a nice run, buddy. <laughs> yeah, or jog. You had a nice jog. <laughs> yeah, nice Our jog. shows are so significantly different. I think yeah, it won't even definitely. it won't even, um, well, even be in the same, same play. Subject matter. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so. um, and then we by the time we come out at the end of the year, they'll be canceled. But um, <laughs> I'm a joke. It's a joke. You've already taken their ping pong table. I'm kidding. Shoot on the same joke. No, um, but I do. Um, I do think it will be something people outside of comedy will enjoy as well because it's more about the relationships of young, hardworking people at any, in any business. It's more about sure. trying to find a way when you're young and when you're just wet behind the ears and it's a tough political business. I mean, it's just fucking, it's like, my dad is always, you know, telling me about, he's like, oh, I don't understand how you do that stuff. It's like, it's like what you do, dude. It's the same thing, just a different venue. What's I think, he do? What's he do? What's he do? Oh, he's, you can't say. Oh, no, 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 he's in sales. But I mean, you know, okay. like he, yeah. he, he speaks about it like this is such a, you know, an insane world. I'm like, it's yours is just as tough. Yeah, yeah. It's just a different thing that we're just doing. Just as cutthroat. Just yeah. As yes. Yeah. It's just as political. There's just as many backdoor deals. There's just as many shady things. There's just as many dishonest people in any business. But we face it a different way because there's a lot of good and a lot of bad, and you kind of they come together at the same time. Mm -hmm. You can hide behind it at a corporate level. Yeah. We face it. You right. see it. We feel it. It's one on one. Yeah, it's there every night, one -on -one every day, every night. You're seeing it. You know it. So, and in the end, it's it's coffee for the closers. That's exactly <laughs> right. You put to, that man. fucking coffee down. <laughs> you drove here in a Hyundai Sonata. I drove here in a fucking Mercedes. <laughs> one of the greatest. One of the greatest scenes in cinema. Right. I yeah. think it wasn't Hyundai Sonata. I think it was. Something it was like a Hyundai. That. You drove here in a Hyundai. Right. That's what it was. The only scene he has yeah. in that movie, and he won an Academy Award for it, if I'm not mistaken. Well, yeah. Was at least nominated. Nominated, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't see that movie until. Recently, when I see but you've seen last, that scene, yeah, sure, a handful yeah. of years ago, I finally sat down and watched it. And yeah. when I saw that scene in the context and everything, yeah. I was just like, God, brilliant! And that great. scene is only in the movie; it's not even in the stage, the the, the play. Yeah. yeah, it's only in the movie. I think, I think for. I think for the next six months after seeing that, I was trying to convince my band to name our next album Coffee is for Closing. Like, Shut up. 30 years late. ABC. <laughs> always be. You must always be closing. Yes. Well, uh, congrats on everything, man. Thank and, you, dude. Uh, super stoked for all your upcoming projects and, of course, your stand-up, man. And, and uh, uh, new album at some point. I'm gonna do. Out. I'm gonna. I did yeah. an. Al I just did an album, but I'm yeah. gonna with Comedy Central Records. But I'm gonna do an hour with Showtime that will come out at the end of this year, kind cool. of in conjunction with the show. Uh, hopefully, I think I'm gonna beat the show. I think I'll come out before the show will, unless we try to hold it and do that thing. But yeah, Showtime yeah. and I just uh, signed. Uh, did a handshake that we're going to do an hour together That's this great. year. Yeah. Well, I can see it all right now. You know, you guys all going on the road together. Is it for the show? That was the first yeah. thing Eric Griffin said. He New was like, yo, me, out. you, and Al can go fuck around on the road <laughs> and, and we'll book it as the dying, the dying tour. And I was like, ah, maybe, dude. I don't know. Hey, everyone. Did you know John Glazer loves gear? 
In fact, he's so obsessed with gear that he's got a new show coming to True TV called John Glazer Loves Gear. But before he heads to True TV, he's taking on New York Comic Con to show everyone just how much he truly loves gear. Glazer will be on hand for the John Glazer Loves Gear panel on Thursday, October 6th from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. Do you love gear? Do you love John Glazer? You know what? It doesn't matter because you're going to love this panel. Don't miss the John Glazer Loves Gear panel at New York Comic Con 2016. All right, I want to thank Andrew Santino for joining us on the Laugh Button Podcast. Awesome guy, great super conversation cool about super super cool dude. Everything from from like uh, hardcore comedy discussion, hardcore music talk, hardcore uh, jokes. I mean, just good times with him. I man. made He's an AC Newman joke. Do you think that bothered him? Because he probably heard that joke his entire life. Absolutely. Like, I mean, I, that's why like, he took once, the long pregnant pause afterwards, <laughs> gave you the death stare, and almost left the room. And once I had to he became aware, once his adult persona became aware of who AC Newman was. He was like, yeah. I'm going to get that for the rest of my life. Yeah. I'm sure of it. But AC Newman's a cool dude, writes great tunes. Very cool. Fronts dude. the new pornographers. Great sure. Dude. Why not? Sure. It's like if someone came to me and said, Hey, you look like uh, Brad Pitt. Am I going to really be that upset? Come on. Do you ever get that? You ever get, do, do I look, look like, like Brad anybody? Pitt? No. no, not Brad Pitt, but just anybody. <laughs> uh, or even when you're younger, it doesn't matter. When now. I was younger, Believe it or not, I had a boss. That's, I mean, I'm going to tell you I'm not going to believe it, but uh, I, of course you're, you're going to tell when me. When I was anyway. younger, I had a boss and, and and a cousin who thought I looked like Eric Lindros, the hockey player. Oh, yeah. Okay, I remember you telling me about like, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. If, I can see, that. If, you see, photos I can see of, that. if you see photos of me as a it's child. Same, you have the same hair. Yeah, the same face. Balding. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like when I was younger and a little bit more svelte and in shape, like I kind of had, I, I, I've always been a husky dude. Sure. But, uh, I've, I've also has always been tall. When did you start balding, man? If I, was it like recently or is no, it like, no, no, no. Like it's right been, out of high school? No, it college? Was like, it, was like, it was like after college. Okay. Like, sucks, I, I held man. on for a while, dude. Held you don't want to do the Propecia or what, what's it called? <laughs> ah, whatever. Who cares? Oh, uh, you don't care? <laughs> no, You're not the guy who doesn't care? My wife so cares, man. Does she really? Is that why you still have this boyish swoop going yep on. i'm not allowed to brush my hair when it's wet really i changed my diet to eliminate foods that that really that uh, create i that think is it dst or Your whatever can't be that i i don't shampoo with normal shampoo anymore i use nettle root Wow. Because that generates the stuff that uh, wow. kills your hair and makes you go bald. Really? Oh, dude, she's hardcore She's about got it. like a whole... But dude, sure. you're almost 40. Who cares? Yeah, Go start well, who, There's a point where... Like, I mean, you're, you're, you know, I want to get one more set of headshots. Okay. And, and you know, the acting okay. thing is... I, I my, was in a commercial recently, so I don't want that dream to die. Mine was maybe, I don't know, late 20s. I started losing my hair in the back and then the front. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and we're trying to. Have it a, looks worse when I don't cut it. I actually, if I cut it and keep it short, it looks fine. It's just when it gets a little longer, it gets curly. Because my hair's sure. thick and it gets curly in spots. I don't know how we got on this topic, but dude, I didn't realize I wouldn't peg your wife as someone who would care about that as much. Absolutely. Well, she's the one that's got to look at me. I, I mean, guess. I guess that's a look, point. I guess there you go. Me, look. If that's, that's if that's in the cards, that's in the cards. But dude, you're holding together. Like you're you're still skinny. Yeah. You still exercise. Well, you still do all this stuff. Because of the diet I'm on now, man. You, but you still exercise and play sports and all that. Yeah, stuff. I, d- I did. So like you know, even if you started letting yourself go. At this point, you probably make it to at least sixty. Sixty is the uh, we we have the we have signed an agreement. When we hit sixty, anything goes. Okay, so once sixty yeah. happens, you can start eating yeah. that extra serving. And that's probably of pizza. when I'll get the hall pass. That extra serving, uh, too, yeah, which is well, going to be non-executable. Well, who's at that got time, the so. who's got the joke about? 
someone's my rising importance versus someone else's waning hotness. Oh. Those lines eventually do cross. It right. might be when it's that it, one sweet it's spot. Like, that's the chance where I can like have sex with Cindy Crawford. Like we might be both like we might be eighty. She might be eighty at the time, <laughs> but like that's where my line will up will cross her line down. Jeez, oh, <laughs> I forget who has that joke. It was a great comedian. It's a great joke. Yeah, all right, everyone, joke. follow us on all the socials at the laugh button and all the social platforms. Uh, go to our Facebook page and like us there. Make sure you tell your friends about this podcast. Download it on iTunes and share it. The podcast is kicking butt, dude. It is. We're doing we well, man. Tremendous amount of followers on our page. We, we've got some great guests coming up, including uh, uh, Derek Waters of Drunk History. And uh, who else do we have coming Ahmed up? Bruca, we yeah, coming Ahmed Brucha. Yeah, Ahmed Brucha. Brucha? Yeah, it is Brucha. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, joked about that. Don't mess it up, man. We got uh, Kevin <sighs> Pereira is going to be joining us. Baron Vaughn's going to be joining us. Kurt Brownoller is going to be joining us. Uh, we the guest list is uh, is massive and fantastic, and it's only going to be getting bigger. You know, later this year during Jokers are going to be a guest very Jokers soon. Jokers are coming back. Yeah. We had Sal on last time, and one of the best stories that he ever told us. Go listen to it. Is about when he realized he was not going to become a professional athlete. Yeah, I mean it's it's my favorite question to ask everyone, and and we got our best answer <laughs> today. Yes, that question. Yeah, Salvo Cano from the Impractical Jokers gave us that answer. Very so. cool. All right, and uh, you can follow us personally on our socials at I am Klein Schmidt for him. I'm at Mark says hi, and uh, look, go to laughbutton.com. You're going to get all the best. In news, interviews, reviews, we got boatloads of new album reviews, uh, freshly posted, all the latest trailers and feature stories. It's uh, our, our site's become so overwhelming. We have a bunch of new contributors that I want to give a huge shout out to that have been helping with the site because, look, it's become, uh, look, you guys want it. You're demanding it. We need to bring people on board. And, and, uh, and look, if you want to be a part of the Laugh Button in any way, you just let us know. Email us, podcast at thelaughbutton.com. Maybe you like to write yourself. Maybe you want to contribute some articles. Look, we're all ears, man. We love to uh, bring you into the family and into the fold. So don't hesitate and don't be shy.